This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, August 11th. Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm CJ Baumgartner. Uh, you know, this is usually the part where, again, slide it over to Corey. We uh, do some small talk, but not really much room for that uh, because the Twins had another thud. Another dud, another clunker, uh, whatever you want to call it, of a game last night. I was mentioning to Dan a little bit earlier this morning. Uh, you know, I the Twins were up four to two. It was like awesome. They might be able to steal one here from the Dodgers. They're up two runs in the fifth inning. That's not a safe lead by any stretch. But you know what? They're in a good position to win the game. I'm going to go to bed, and that was my first mistake. And then I woke up, looked at my phone, and just saw Dodgers beat Twins. I'm just like. I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised at, at, at this point. So the Twins are swept in a short little two-game series with the Dodgers. They have not won against the L.A. Dodgers since 2005, I think, which is not good. So just, it's that weird Twins thing where whenever it seems like they play a big-time opponent, whether it's the Dodgers, whether it's playing the Yankees, especially in New York, there's always this proverbial, like, like pee running down the leg, like everybody looks so scared or one mistake just feels like it's it. I don't know what the deal is. That's not even a this Twins team. That's just always, hasn't it always felt that way when the Twins? I don't know. I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too down, but we're going to get through some hard facts right away. So we're kind of going to run through the box score here because I'm just trying to check up on it myself because again, as I said, I, I didn't watch the whole game. It was on the West Coast. I got to get up early. I didn't have time to, to look at the game and really break it all down. Sonny Gray uh, ended up having three earned runs, and his uh, start only went four and two-thirds innings. So he got into the fifth, got a couple outs, but then Caleb Thielbar had to come in. He did clean up the job. And then Michael Fulmer came in. The Twins were up four to three at that point. Or, uh, yes, they were up four to three. And then all of a sudden the game is tied, and then Griffin Jacks comes in later in the seventh inning and gives up just a three-run bomb to Joey Gallo, who, by the way, a week ago, week and a half ago, was with the New York Yankees. So that continues to haunt the Twins. And, of course, Joey Gallo gets a big home run with his new team against the Minnesota Twins because doesn't it always work out that way? I don't mean to be pessimistic, but that's just that's how things have been going lately for uh, this Twins team. So Michael Fulmer gave up a home run. Griffin Jacks gave up a three-run home run. Cole Sands had a nice inning in relief, got a couple strikeouts. Uh, that's beside the point. It was already, at that point, it was already eight to four. I think the Twins got another run later in the game, but it didn't matter. They were, they lost eight to five, a two-game sweep. And not only that, Cleveland beat Detroit yesterday, which means Cleveland is now in sole possession of first place in the American League Central. Now, this would be a time to panic, uh, a time to, to lose your marbles, a time to uh, doom and gloom in the sky, and there's a lot of room for that. There's a lot of reason to be panicked about this Twins team. Byron Buxton didn't play yesterday. He hasn't played center field in a while. I know he, uh, he subbed into Sunday's game in the 10th inning, but he hasn't started a game in center field in a while. He's been battling a little bit of a knee thing. That's concerning, even though he hit a home run yesterday. He still is, or uh, two days ago, he still has been battling a little bit of a knee injury. Uh, according to sources uh, with Channel 5 Eyewitness News, they say 
it's a little serious, but he's playing through it, and he's been playing through it for a while. Uh, you also have Carlos Correa, who I love and who's been a good signing and, and all that kind of stuff, but he has not been playing well over the last few weeks. He's been post-All-Star break, has been pretty not good. And when you look at just the inconsistency of this Twins lineup from time to time, how it's hard for them to score runs. And then even yesterday, they get five runs on a Dodger team, and then the bullpen implodes, and the bullpen that you work to fix, it's hard. It's hard to look at this and find any positivity, especially with the way the team has been playing. Since they had uh, they were a, they had winning months in April and May and June and July have both been losing months. August right now they're four and five. So it's hard, if it's hard for you to find positivity right now in this Twins team, or at least wanna wanna hit the siren and run for the hills. I I get where you're coming from. I really do. This has been frustrating. It's been very frustrating because this is an American League Central that the Twins were just set up to run away and hide and win like the White Sox last year. Just be a good team. You don't even have to win 95 games. Win 90 games. Get Win the division and be done with it. And this Twins team is finding it really hard to just even do that. So it, it's really, really tough to watch, especially because you know that this is a talented baseball team underneath what the performance is on the field, but they're just not showing it right now. And it's been pretty frustrating. And there's been a lot of red flags that have kind of shown themselves throughout the season that are coming to bear right now, but still just a ton of things that are bubbling to the surface that are not good. But I'm going to hedge. I've been pretty negative throughout the first five minutes here. But I want to now end the Twins talk on a little bit of positivity here because things are going have the potential to turn around. Things have the potential to turn around. But one thing I will say before we talk about uh, some positivity, one last thing with the Twins. Uh, Dustin Morse, who's the Twins PR guy, he does public relations with the team. It was a tough loss last night. They lost first place. The Twins have been in sole possession, or at least have been tied for first place in the AL Central for like two and a half, three straight months. So he tweeted yesterday after the game, he said, so most will wake up and see the Minnesota Twins dropped out of first place, be mad, upset, but be supportive. We need our fans more than ever. We have 52 games to go. Let's ride together. And that's kind of a good transition because I want to pick on that a little bit. I don't like it when teams do that because if you continue to fall, you essentially just in the, and for a younger kid term, you meme yourself. You basically make yourself a joke because everybody can go back and say they said not to panic. Cleveland uh, a few years ago in 2019 did the same thing. Uh, it was either Cleveland or the Mets or something like that. And they're like, we know you're frustrated. You have a right to be frustrated. We're going to fix this. We're going to turn this thing around. And then they end up imploding and not making the playoffs. So I don't like when teams do that because essentially you're just throwing, you're, you're putting yourself in a pedestal to get knocked down from. But I get the general message, which is, hey, relax, everyone. There's 52 games left to go. And even if you remember in the 2019 season when they won over a hundred games, they lost possession of first place at about this time last uh, in that season to Cleveland, and they end up winning the division. And Jake Odorizzi, who was a starting pitcher at the time, was talking to reporters after the game. He said, guys, look, we're a good baseball team. We know how good we are. We have a bunch of games left to go. Let's let everything play out. And that has got to be the message Rocco Baldelli has to tell his team. 
things are frustrating. Things are bad. We've had a bad run. We've played our last six games against some really good teams, and really nine of their last 12 games have been against playoff teams. It's, you know, we've had a tough stretch. So we can turn things around. The schedule softens up for us a little bit. That has to be the message for Rocco Baldelli is guys, things are going to get better. So just relax. Keep playing our baseball. We know we're a good team. We have a bunch of games left to go. 52 games is a lot. And it's only a one game lead in the Central. All it takes is Cleveland losing on Friday and the Twins winning on Friday for everything to be back to first place and, and whatnot. So, the Twins, by the way, they still have, if I look at the remaining games with Cleveland, they have seven games left against the Guardians. They also, by the way, the White Sox, who are a game or two behind the Twins in third place, the Twins have, I'm counting here on the schedule, three, six, nine games left with Cleveland, uh, left with Chicago, I should say, as well. There's still plenty of baseball to be played against the American League Central, but right now, the Twins are going to play the Los Angeles Angels. They're coming off a sweep of Oakland, but they have the best, Oakland is the worst record in the league, so the Angels are not a good baseball team. The Twins should win two out of three against the Halos. Then you come home to play the Kansas City Royals for three, and then it's an off day, four games against the Texas Rangers. That one you should also at least split the series, but preferably win three out of four. And then you can kind of put yourself in a good position. you got to play Houston, a really good baseball team. But then you play the Giants at home, the Red Sox at home. Both those teams are flailing. And then it turns into a AL Central loaded month of September. The schedule's turning around a little bit for the Twins to turn this thing around. They have talent. They're not playing well. I understand that. They're underperforming. There's still a lot of baseball left to go. And now if the regular season ends and the Twins finish a game out of first place, yeah, we can accord it. We can rip them accordingly and we can talk about how this was a missed opportunity. We can do all of that. So don't panic about the Twins quite yet, but you're not wrong to be concerned about where this team is at. All right, one last thing I want to talk about with the Vikings and training camp is Kirk Cousins the other day had a chance to uh, talk on uh, KFan Radio, which you can hear on 1430 AM KNSP. But here's what Kirk Cousins had to say uh, about uh, how training camp has been going so far and all the like. I think there's going to be, uh, at times, in specific plays, specific reads, specific coverages, a different philosophy or different emphasis to say, hey, we want to do this against that coverage. And for the last four years, you would say, well, we were trying to do something different. Right. And so uh, both are good, both work, both have answers. Uh you know, and I haven't been with many offensive coordinators in my career, I think a total of eight in 11 years, you've seen a lot of different ways to do it. But um, uh, there certainly are great answers here, and it's not so much about arguing with what to do. Right. It's more about whatever we need to do, I need to get to a place where it's instinctual, and there's no thinking, there's no discussion, it's understood. Obviously, time is the best way to get there. After four years sure. together, you have that. We don't have time. So we got to get there in a matter of you know less than four weeks. Kirk There's Cousins, a little bit of yeah. Kirk Cousins talking about picking up the playbook, learning the new Kevin O'Connell offense. They have their first preseason game coming up on Sunday. It's not clear yet if the Vikings are going to play their starters in that matchup or if they're going to rest them and not risk them getting injured in a preseason game. We'll see what ultimately they do. Uh, typically, it's like one drive in the first preseason game anyways. We'll see 
how the offense progresses. And Kirk Cousins talked about that. You're under a new coach, a new offensive system. It's completely different than what they've been running under Zimmer. They need time. They need time to run plays. They need time to run reps. So far, the offense has been up and down. It's been the reporting from camp. There have been times they look good. There have been times they've looked not good. And it's just because they're picking up a new offense. So we don't really have time to tell if it's because the offense is going to be bad or they're going to struggle or whatever, or if it's just they're learning a new system and they need time. And honestly, the preseason might not even be enough time. You might honestly, it might not take the Vikings until well into a few games into the season before the O'Connell offense really starts to hum on a all cylinder. Uh, all cylinders, excuse me. So this has been the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, August 11th. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, and with Letvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Letvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Letvio.com. Or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio.